Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Welcome to Yale University Healthcasts, brought to you by Yale Health. The future of care is here. Welcome back to the Yale HealthCast. I'm joined today by Dr. Jim Perlato, Chief of Student and Athletic Medicine at Yale Health. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about gonorrhea and chlamydia. You can find some other general information under the HealthCast under general STD or STI, but we'll start out with a general question. Dr. Pilato, gonorrhea and chlamydia, what exactly are we talking about? Well, Adam, good question. Gonorrhea and chlamydia are two of the most common sexually transmitted illnesses that are caused by bacteria. Um, they're very easy to catch from another person. Um, they can have some pretty serious health consequences if they go untreated. And also, they sometimes may actually be very difficult to diagnose because they may have very few or no symptoms. So they're very important to be able to talk about. The first question that I have for you that I think most of our listeners have about any of the STIs is, how do you get this? Well, chlamydia and gonorrhea are both easy to contract, as we said. Um, they are, I should point out, very different. They're completely different um, organisms, and they uh, cause slightly different symptoms, although we often talk about them together because sometimes they actually are found together, um, and also because we test for them with a simple test uh, both together. But um, primarily those uh, infections, chlamydia and gonorrhea, are caused by very close uh, physical contact with another person, um, and that can mean uh, sexual contact such as penis to vagina intercourse or anal intercourse such as penis inside anal area um, also can be transmitted by oral sex um, and that would be primarily penis inside the mouth um, and they are transmitted not just by the ejaculation from a partner let's say if the partner is male but really just from even a very brief or momentary encounter with some of the fluids that come uh, about either in the vaginal area or the penis or the anus. So if someone thinks they have been exposed mm -hmm. or has recently had unprotected sex, what are the symptoms of gonorrhea or chlamydia? Uh, good question. And again, I want to point out that in perhaps even a majority of cases in both men and women, there may be no symptoms at all, which is really a challenge. Classically, when the symptoms of chlamydia or gonorrhea occur, they produce a very uncomfortable, irritated feeling at the urethra, which is the opening of the urinary system at the tip of the penis or just at the uh, upper part of the vaginal opening for a woman. Um, and oftentimes there is a discharge or a drainage that is sometimes referred to as a drip. Um, and it is a relatively um, milky, uh, perhaps yellowish or yellowish-white fluid that comes out of the opening of the urethra um, spontaneously. So it's not urine. It comes out kind of by itself, even while a person is just sitting quietly or resting in bed or even doing activities. Um, it causes kind of a burning, uh, uncomfortable, irritated feeling in that area and may even be associated with a little bit of bleeding because of the irritation. 
Now, remember that gonorrhea especially also can occur in many other parts of our body. So a person may get a similar yellowish or whitish thick discharge from the anus if they happen to have been exposed to gonorrhea in the anal area. Gonorrhea can occur in the throat as well, and it can cause a, a sore throat with a thick whitish uh, material that forms in the back of the throat, and obviously that can mimic other things like common strep throat or other throat infections, so that's very much a challenge. Some of the most serious symptoms of gonorrhea especially can occur if the gonorrhea develops and grows inside the body in the bloodstream, and then it can cause actually a rash on the skin um, or can locate in one joint, and commonly that might be a larger joint like a wrist joint or a knee joint, and can cause actually swelling and redness warmth and great pain in one joint of the body. And that's a more serious symptom of gonorrhea when it is more advanced. So if someone has some of these symptoms, we talked in our HIV health cast about a blood test that yes. you, can, um, you can have easily performed to test for HIV antibodies. In the case of gonorrhea and chlamydia, does something like that exist? Well, there's an, actually a very easy test for chlamydia and gonorrhea. Um, we do it usually by a very simple urine sample. So it is uh, very easy for patients, painless. Um, and that's a, a very specialized test called a DNA amplification test. And all the patient has to do is give a simple urine sample. Um, and uh, we can detect the presence of chlamydia or gonorrhea or both from that one sample. Another way that we can also test for chlamydia or gonorrhea is actually to use a little fine cotton swab, which we might touch in the inside of the uh, vaginal area or the cervix of a woman, or we might touch on the opening of the penis of a man, um, and in that way we do an actual culture of the chlamydia and gonorrhea. We might also use that little swab to test the anal area or the back of the throat for a patient. Um, if a patient has very advanced uh, gonorrhea, then we might also detect it from a blood test, too. Good to know. So someone comes in, they've got symptoms that are concerning. <clears throat> They're tested for both of these, I presume, yes. usually together. What are the treatments, or I should say, are there effective treatments for this? Yes, the good news is that both chlamydia and gonorrhea are extremely easy to treat, and they are curable. Um, Right now, unfortunately, there are some strains of gonorrhea that have developed resistance to certain antibiotics. So it's always very important to uh, work with a doctor or nurse practitioner or a PA who, who, uh, who um, can help you uh, determine what is the right treatment. But for example, chlamydia can be treated with a common antibiotic called doxycycline, which is a pill that a person would take twice a day for about a week. Um, that will help often with gonorrhea, but it's not considered an, a, a complete cure for gonorrhea. So we will often give an additional medication, um, which includes um, an advanced antibiotic called a cephalosporin, um, or in some cases we can use uh, other antibiotics like a ciprofloxacin, but these are all given as a pill. Um, if a person has more advanced gonorrhea, then we might give these medications as an injection um, into the arm or the buttock area, and that also can help to cure. So uh, they often can be cured with a simple one-week treatment of antibiotics. You mentioned that with gonorrhea and chlamydia that it's easily treated. A lot of folks may think 
because it's so easily treated and that there is a cure for this particular disease, that partner notification may not be as important. Yes, it, it, it is very important for a person to alert his or her partners if chlamydia or gonorrhea have been diagnosed. Um, these conditions also are ones that are actually reportable by law to the state of Connecticut Health Department. And so as a doctor, I would have to let the state of Connecticut know that a person had this condition. The state of Connecticut then can often help us in notifying partners if a person doesn't feel comfortable talking with his or her most recent partner or partners. But obviously in most cases, we really encourage a person to feel comfortable going back and telling anyone that he or she was with recently, meaning over the last six months, that he or she has been diagnosed with chlamydia or gonorrhea and that it would be real important for the partner to go in and also get testing done and to be con uh, considered for treatment for the condition. Um, Adam, I also had an extra thought I wanted to add, which you were asking me about, and that is the seriousness of these conditions, perhaps if they go untreated. Um, it would be real important to point out that both chlamydia and gonorrhea, if they remain untreated in a person's body, for a prolonged period of time, more than a month or two, um, and especially in a woman, can actually cause prolonged scarring and damage to the fallopian tubes, and that can actually cause difficulty with being able to have a baby in the future. In other words, it can, it, it's a major cause of infertility. Um, in men, it also can lead to some damage and scarring of the little tubules that lead to help the sperm to come out of the body. Um, and so I think, again, that's a really important reason for people to understand what the symptoms are, to know about testing, and also to feel comfortable alerting their partners so that everybody's health can be protected in the long run. No, absolutely. And you read my mind with that last addition there. So thank you very much. This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.